Hey guys, welcome back to R&R. This is our first episode. Um, since you're going to be answering what is Christianity, again, your host, Miguel and Rashford. So before we get into things, we just want to answer, you know, kind of make sure we leave the discussion properly, like really get into what is Christianity. But before we can get into that, we need to, we need to find what is a religion. Yes. So. Um, it's important so that we know what the general ra- framework of a religion, what makes a religion, and we're going to move into what, what, what's the meaning of Christianity? What, what is the, um, the dictionary version of the meaning of Christianity? And then we're going to move into the discussion here. And later on, we're going to de- also define the, the meaning of a relationship. Um, but first, religion here on um, Google, um, I believe it's powered by the Webster Dictionary. Uh, the religion is described as a noun, the belief and in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. Um, under that, it says a particular system of faith and worship, and also a pursuit or in- interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. Um, so right now, uh, that's that's. Pretty pretty powerful words right there. Just the uh, supreme importance, and also superhuman controlling power. I thought that was pretty interesting because yeah, it's it's kind of essential in a religion to have something outside of yourself that you can't control. Because if if you could control it, essentially you'd be worshiping yourself. Yeah, uh, you'd be depending on your own strength, on your own guidance for you know morals, ethics, and all that stuff. But in order to get everyone to kind of you know, believe in something has to be outside of a man because not everyone's going to trust a single man all the time. True. Um, one of this world because we're all corruptible in some sort of way. But let me For define sure. um, what is Christianity. So Christianity is uh, described as a noun. The religion based on the person the person and teachings of Jesus of Nazareth or its belief and practices. And under that it says Christian quality or character. So, um, generally, I would like to say that that's generally correct. You know, we are a religion based on the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth and, and his death and resurrection. And uh, that's what makes us a Christian and being baptized. Am For I, sure. You know, yeah. Correct in that. Um, definitely agree with that. Essentially, what makes a Christian is that, first and foremost, you believe in the gospel. As Abraford said, it's the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then later on, you go and get baptized. But all baptism does, it's more of like a marriage ring, kind of proclaiming to the world that, hey, look, I follow Jesus of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. I believe that he is my God. Yeah. Um, but it's not just simply believing, because a lot of people stop at believing. And one thing that we forget is that demons believe too. Oh, that is, that is a fire point right there. So basically, um, we, you could believe and know that there's a God, but it's the choice of following. And mm-hmm. that bring, that, that, that's a, a good way to understand um, how we see Christ, um, just us personally, me and, me and Miguel here. For me personally, I, um, I believe that God is my Lord and Savior. You know, Jesus is, I'm sorry, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Death, burial, resurrection, um, and I'm saved because of that. But there's several times during my walk where you kind of stumble 
And in that moment of stumbling, whether you know you fell into sin or you're just doubting and it's a really hard time on you, uh, at least for me, um, I, I think a lot of, hmm, is God real? You know, like, is God really good? Like, why, why is he allowing this to happen? And, and it makes, it kind of makes, makes it like a, what, a, like a talk uh, between yourself, you and yourself, you know? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially, you know, but really, really, you should be pointing that, that stuff back to God. But um, going back to the point, you know, in that, in that stumbling, you kind of have to remember what you stand for, that God is real, that God is supreme and and holds all things in in, for his good and his glory you know yeah i think that's that's really important it's for his good and his glory like we get so caught up on when we mess up when we sin when we Mm -hmm. stumble when we fall when we backslide if you even want to say that's a thing we get so caught up in that we forget all we have to do is believe and he will do the rest all we have to do is ask and he will provide us the answers that we're looking for Mm -hmm. and we get so caught up on Oh, I'm too ashamed to come back to him. I'm too ashamed to talk to him. I'm too ashamed to seek him. Yeah. That's when you need to seek him because that really shows you're following him. You're really for him. You're not for yourself. You're not. It's no longer just a belief system. When you follow something, you adhere to it even when you don't want to. It's, it's, in, it's in that doubt that we kind of fall back on the worldview of what yeah. a Christian is, um, uh, of, of what we stand for and where we, where we are um, in, the, in this world. Um, so let's quickly talk about the worldview um, and how the world sees us as Christians. Um, well, rather than just Christians, how how pseudo Christians have have given the world an image of real Christians. Oh, true. Because the the worldview of Christians is nine times out of ten, um, seven times out of ten due to fake Christians, people who just claim Christianity on statistics, but don't really claim it if they had a gun to their head. I would, I would also, you I would, mean? I'll kind of counter that with saying like, it's, it's more like we're fallen and broken and we, we try to walk, but it's more of a crawl. We're like crawling it. Cause there, there's people who take control of their walk and they get up and they walk, they stride. Like, you know, you could see your the best pastor, you know, and the person that who just seems the most upright. And yes, they, they recognize that they are fallen. They recognize that they are broken, but they, they continue to make those, you know, adjustments to be like Christ. But then you have those who they recognize they're broken. I recognize I'm in sin right now, but I'm not going to really do much about it. I'm going to pray and I'm going to say that I go to church every day. And it becomes like more of the, oh, I do. You know, instead of yeah. that, I walk, you know, I actually do, you know, um, it becomes like, oh, uh, uh, instead of faith, it's, it's a Christian of works, right? I'm, I mean, I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about, so the example you give of the pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully a pastor who would say he, he knows he's, he's a fallen man and he's not perfect and that he's going to mess up. Okay. But he says, even in that, I will still seek Christ. Mm-hmm. I will still put out of my way and go out of my way and deny my flesh when it tempts me, when it causes me to sin, and still strive for Christ. Okay. The pseudo-Christian I'm talking about is more like the Westboro. No, oh, West- Westboro Baptist yeah, Church. The, yeah, yeah. Those, those are the Christians, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you know, who go around with the I hate gays, you're yeah. going to hell. Like, yeah. that's not a real Christian. 
a real Christian would say, I love gay people, mm-hmm. but I don't love their sin. Yeah. Okay. And that's so, the fine so line you, of a Christian. You, you split so, you split them between um their their hum their fallen human side, but also that just the relationship part of of hey, I recognize you're a person. You know, yeah. you're falling at just as me. Oh, okay, I see that. Because in the end of the day, they are the image of God, whether mm-hmm. they're sinning or not. It's just that they're now a corrupt image of God. Uh, uh, yeah, the sin. And by Westboro saying they hate gay people, they're, they're going against the commandment that God calls us to. You know, Jesus calls us to, you know, love thy neighbor. That is correct. So we, we are, we, yeah, okay. We, we are called for a greater purpose. And, yeah. and then we as Christians kind of forget that, which gives well, them as this people, image. Even as people. As people. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. So um the so let's go back to how the world sees us. Um so Definitely. I wrote some points down here. Um we hear that Christians are the most hypocritical and judgmental. I agree. Um, you know, going to church, ooh, you know. Oh, he got his life oh, together, he, he oh, right. Oh, he came in with a new girl. What about what happened to the last girl? You know, like <laughs> Oh, she wearing her clothes like that. Yeah. You better go get a blanket to cover her up. <laughs> you know, or um this uh it, it and then the hypocrite hypocritical when when you yourself are broken you're there judging you you with a fat old log in your eye you know and you're trying to pick out the speck in your brother's yeah, eye yeah yeah like, yeah who does that so That's ridiculous. I mean Jesus even says himself like why would you do that yeah you like, have to take out your the log yeah, in your fix eye fix yourself before you try to check your brother because if you're still living in sin how can you even choose how can you even think you're gonna be able to correct someone who's Who's also living in sin? Like that's that's insane. It becomes like a circle. Like yes. like oh, but I could point all this crap out. It's on like you. a blind man trying to guide a blind man. That's mm-hmm. not gonna work. It doesn't function like that. So so ultimately, this pushes people away from church. Um, and that's what Definitely. that's what uh you know that that worldview is just like oh I know that if I go to church I'm gonna be judged for my clothing I'm gonna be judged for how I walk how you know just the general thing and that pushes them away from even wanting to hear the word. Or it pushes them to leave the church and mm-hmm. become like adopt what I find uh, uh, just speaking to a lot of Christians who well, people who say they're Christians they they like oh well I don't go to church but I I stay home and I um I read the Bible I pray yeah. uh, uh, you know and that that I call it that the lone wolf style Christian walk. Which, Which doesn't exist. Yeah, you you need community, and I do recognize if you take your take a break from the church, you need to um you know uh kind of you do distance need, yourself a you little bit. You do need bit. to feed yourself and be able to read the word yourself. And exactly. Talk to God on your own because uh-huh. again, God's a personal God. He's not an impersonal God who doesn't want anything to do with you. He wants everything to do with you. He inclines his ear when you pray to him. Yes. So it's not essentially need to be a lone wolf. But there are times where you need to sit back and be like, okay, I need to read my Bible on my own. I need to stop going to church and thinking that that's enough to feed my soul. Yeah, and and just that wolf, that lone wolf style. Um, it got, Jesus Jesus says it a, a lot where where he's like, look, you need to be amongst the flock. You know, like you, you, when you're alone, you're prey to the wolves. You fall prey to the wolves. You yeah. think you're all big and bad, but you can't do it alone. You know, uh, not even Jesus wa- walked alone, but he did take time for himself to pray. He did a uh, retreat. It, he retreats to certain places so he could get some alone time, which I totally understand, especially if you're in that season of like, hey, I don't want to go to church right now. 
it's understandable, but you do you cannot say that you don't need church. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. I'd I'd still be cautious on saying that you need to have a season where you're alone. It's not you need a season where you're alone. You need to remember that you can't say you're a Christian and not have a personal relationship with God. Mm. And that's what Jesus proved to us when he took his 40 days, when he went to the mountain to pray, when he was apart from the from the apostles, his disciples, and he would he prayed to God alone. Like we forget he had a personal relationship with the Father. We need to have a personal relationship with the Father mm. in order to even call ourselves a Christian. Because essentially what, what Jesus does in his death, burial, and resurrection is he reconnects us to the Father. Mm-hmm. Reconnects that relationship which we severed. So I think I'd, I'd say it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a needed thing to be a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. But it's needed to have a personal relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, I just want to make sure that fine line, like, we don't say it's okay to be a lone wolf. No, it's not. It, uh, that, I guess, I guess, yeah, I do have to watch what I say when it comes to that. Because, yes, it's not okay to be a lone wolf, but it's okay. What I meant was it's okay that you're, you know, you kind of um, back up a little bit. And you, you, you distance yourself just a little bit, just to catch your breath. You, maybe you feel a little burnt out with going to church and stuff. And you just need a little time to pray and and just convene with God on a one-on-one, you know, because, you know, just, just a healthy Christian is amongst the community so much that it can be a little, um, I guess, frustrating, you know, it, it, can, it can burn you out. But that's not to say that you don't need the church. You need to have mm-hmm. a plan. Okay, after I take this break, I'm, I'm probably like a week or so, or maybe it's a month, I'm going to come back. You need to have the intention of coming back and being amongst the flock again, and and you know maybe coming back with stories. Maybe you take a vacation to another country, or or just you know a vacation. Uh, what do, what do they call it? A couch vacation where you just sit down on the couch at your home, you know, and relax. Oh, stay at home vacation. Yeah, stay, stay stay home vacation. Yeah, okay. So um, you know, you you relax and you you convene with God, and then you come back, and then you're like, hey man, like. I, you know, people ask you, where you been? Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you, Miguel. Oh my gosh. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm better for it. You know, and here's why. I've, I've, take, I've taken this time and I did it with intention. I did it with, um, with the did spirit, you know, leading me. I, I felt like I needed to take that break. Um, yeah. Actually, I know somebody who, who just did that. They, they kind of fasted from the community, not the church, but the community for yeah. For a little bit, so I mean, which is pretty wise. And, there's, and, there's even organizations who encourage that, like YCF, Youth for Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, they encourage their employees to take a day and just walk away from everything, just disconnect. Yeah, they get, they literally pay their employees to disconnect for a day, and just them and God. Might have to find a job there. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> All right, so we're going to um, move on to how the Bible defines what a Christian is. Um, and it's funny because um, just, just today, um, we're, we're recording this a little bit ahead of time, but today's Sunday, and we just came from church, and uh, we heard, we heard um, a pastor preach, Pastor Corey from the movement, um, treat, uh, teach on uh, James one twenty six to 27. Romans 12, 9 to 21, and also Matthew 25, 34 through 40, right? Chapter 25, 34 through 40. 
Um, or right now I'm in uh, James, and he only tackled these two um these two verses, but these two verses I feel like really tackles what a Christian should be, what a Christian's walk should be, and how we should look. And and if you don't, what how bad it is. Um, so right now we're in uh, James one chapter one, twenty six through twenty seven, right? So I'll read it. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. That's pretty powerful in and of itself. Verse twenty-seven: Religion is that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this: to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from this world. Um. So we see what bad Christianity is, bad well the religious side of Christianity, which is which turns into the doer, the I'm going to come to church, I'm going to set up, I'm going to um be part of the this team or that team, but they're still, I guess what you would call toxic, right? In 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 a way, like they have that toxic Christianity. Well, not toxic, but they're missing the mark, rather, I'd, I mm, would say. Okay. Because, Mark, get it? So, essentially, in Mark, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, Mark 12, 31 says, The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater command than this. So, he, um, I, believe, I believe that was when Jesus was talking, when somebody asked him, what's the greatest commandment? The, the yeah. Pharisees were trying to corner him. And it was like, above all else, you need to um, love the Lord your God, you with know, all with heart, all your heart and all, all your soul. soul. With all your mind all and your with mind. all your strength. Okay. And the second one was this, which is you could reread that. Uh, I'll reread it again because it kind of messed up. Mark twelve thirty one. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than this. So, so this, this, this shows what a good Christian should do which is love your neighbor that's the and and just that it we're gonna we're gonna touch on define what a relationship is and and go into that later but it, it just defines that like just good christianity is building those relationships you know um look at verse 27 religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world the the part I want to focus on is to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. That is powerful. Like that says, hey, go out, go out to to the people who are in need and and are afflicted, and develop relationships with them, help them, love mm-hmm. them, love them as in Mark uh twelve thirty one, love them as your neighbor, at, at just as you love yourself. You know, if you were that, if you see yourself on the on the street and you need money you're going to give yourself money so you know or or you need food you're going to give yourself food help yourself you know so that's what the lord is calling us build relationships and and not only are you tackling the the physical but also the spiritual take them to church you know talk to them about god and and build that that love for that person. Even just let them know the reason why you're giving them money, why you're giving them food, why you visit them on the weekends when no one else visits them is because God loves you and you love God. 
Exactly. So I I I just think that's that's just kind of it's really profound because God wants us to have relationships. God doesn't want it to be just a set of rules. He's freed us from that, actually. The, yeah. Just through the Lord's death and resurrection, yep. he freed us from all the rules he set. So why not build those relationships and love as Christ loved us and as we love ourselves? Because you know you want to go to, this, to the store, buy yourself some new shoes. You know, you, you love yourself and you take care of yourself. Why not take care of your neighbor, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's even, even if they're not afflicted in, in, in like, oh, they're, they're on the street or they're a widow or an orphan. Yeah, but what about your, your, the friend at work, you know? Which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about later. Um, but I think the next one is uh, here in Romans chapter 12, 9 through 21. Um, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Mm-hmm. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. And it continues on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You guys could read it on your own. But basically, it's, it's, you find it, it's a relationship with yourself, with God, and with another person. And that, that's just what Christianity should be about, is yeah. the love of yourself, the love of the, your neighbor, and the love of God, right? Yeah. Because if you don't love yourself, you know, you don't know what you want. You're there serving everybody else, but you're not serving yourself. It, does that make sense? I mean... Mm, I'd be careful with that, because... Not so much love yourself in, in the essence of serve yourself, but love yourself in the manner of I am God's creation. Like I am I am not a I am not useless. I'm not worthless. I am special. I am designed for something. Exactly. So so when I say love yourself, I don't mean like um the in the traditional self, like, oh man. Love yourself because no one else can yeah. love you if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna love you, you know. Like, but honestly, like if you were stuck on an island would you hate yourself? Like, like uh, you're you're stuck with your own thoughts, and that's why that's why I was talking about um also talking about the uh, taking a break from church and just having some you time and some you and God time. Yep. You know, like because you need to understand you for you. You need to Definitely. you need to take yourself under your control and and know what you want. You know, maybe maybe you treat yourself out to dinner. You know, dinner for one. Yep. You know, like maybe you need to you need to just date yourself to understand okay what do i want what are my desires to so i could better understand oh, and also how can i even use my skills to better glorify and, and then God? exactly i was about to work in yeah exactly so how can i use those skills and those desires to better glorify god yeah all right for me personally let's say um i i want to i want to have a lot of money so i could give i'm a giver I lo- I lo- I always my goal one day is to just take a, a a couple kids and mentor them and just to give them all the resources they need to um um to be successful in life. But that's not that wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that if I didn't understand and have that alone time be and and just, you know, dated myself for that time. So, um I think that that's actually a good segue into the definition of what is a relationship what, are, what is a relationship you know, so 
according to, you know, dictionary, you know, the dictionary you find on Google, it says the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. Another definition, the state of being connected by blood or marriage. The way in which two or more people or groups regard and behave towards each other. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's a good. Uh, the first one is really good. It's the um, the way in which two or more. Uh, I'm gonna skip to people are connected or states of being. That's really important. Um, the definition of a relationship is. It's not only when I say I guess I guess it's not only yourself, but it's me and Miguel here. I love Miguel. I have a relationship with Miguel, and states of being. I love me for who I am, where I'm at, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna have that relationship with myself. I feel like that's that's what I would translate states of being to, and then concepts in the in the. I'm gonna say this in a very like I guess general term God you know just being a concept I don't want to put him like that because he's a he's an actual like being and and stuff but you know just yeah. having that relationship with him you know like well, essentially when you have a relationship with God it's more of a oh he's my God and I'm his creation but then it's also he's my father and I'm his child there's a when it comes to God it's not it's no longer it's not a simple type of relationship it's a complex one because me and Bradford have a relationship, you know, we're friends, we're brothers, that's it. Mm-hmm. My mom, that is my mom. She's my birth giver. My father, <laughs> he helped my mom make birth me. <laughs> yeah. um, my brother, he is related to me by blood because of my mom. Uh, God willingly, you know, my future wife, she is my spouse by law under the covenant, covenant of God. So, but... When it comes to God, he he is Jesus calls us his friend, but yet God is our father. Mm-hmm. Yet we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yet we are God's craftsmanship. Yet we are his image. Mm-hmm. The relationship we have as God is completely complex, unlike it's any profound. relationship we could have. Yeah. So if we can't even manage a brotherly, you know, a motherly, a fatherly, you know, uh, a wife, husband relationship. How dare we think we're gonna be able to maintain one with God? Mm. Like the relationships you have here are to put in effect what God has told us. True. What God has showed us, you know, putting forth proof that we know we love God and God loves us. Mm. So so that actually that actually um that that I feel like that that shouldn't be slept on. That was really good. No, for um, sure. Because God God is is everything. You know, he he takes he takes he fulfills every role, um, which is yep. pretty impressive. Because you know, there's times when you know, you, you know, let's say you're in a one one parent home, um, and your mom is trying to fulfill the father's shoes, or your dad is trying to fill the mother's shoes, or maybe your grandparents is trying to do the both, the mother and father. You know, like it, they they try to fulfill shoes, but they can't fulfill everything. They can't be your friend. They can't be uh, both like uh, your friend and um, your self-lover you know like you know yeah. they can't they can't be um your parent and your spouse you know like it, they have only i, I would i, I, I would, would hope, hope not i would hope <laughs> i mean there's some messed up stories in the bible but i would hope you don't fall into that story too I mean, oh that'll be that'll be a little weird but ooh. um 
All right. Let's back on topic. Let's ask ourselves, how does knowing what a Christian is and what a relationship is allow us to build a relationship with God and with our peers? So really, this is more self-reflection for you guys. Um, yeah. Something to ask, you know, and, and when we have our live event, um, this hopefully this coming Saturday, um, how can we, how can you guys understand and, and, and knowing what Christian is, a Christian is and what, a, what the Bible says about what Christian is, I'm sorry, um, tongue tie, and also what a relationship is, how can that lead you to better follow God or start following God or come back to God? Who knows? Yeah. And and also start better loving your peers because we're always surrounded by people, and you could yep. be on I ninety five or or in the middle of traffic and be you're like, surrounded <laughs> by some guy who's honking at you and because you, be like, you ain't moving, you. but because the guy in front of you ain't moving. <laughs> you know, so, so I love you even if you don't love me. Another question is, how can we pursue relationships knowing what God says? So knowing what the Bible says, um, how can we pursue relationships maybe with somebody that's estranged? Um, or somebody you feel like he, he, like they don't like you or they're your enemy? How yeah. how can you pursue that relationship and maybe come with a serving heart instead of like, what can I get from this relationship? Because we what constantly can you do give that. into this relationship? Exactly. And I would even challenge you guys to evaluate your relationships, the ones with the friends you call your chosen kin, whether it's your blood, your blood brothers, or your sisters, your parents. The people in your church, the ministry you serve in, if you are plugged into a ministry, which I say you need to be, um, evaluate those relationships. Are you honoring God in those relationships? Are you carrying out the mark of a Christian in those relationships? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you doing what we're called to do, not as believers, but as followers of Christ? Mm. As, as, a, as a Christian, because one, one of the best definitions I ever heard for a Christian was a mini Christ. Mm. So are you a mini Christ? Are you a mini me of Christ? Are you doing what he did? Yeah, I like that. I like that. A mini you know, I, Christ, I really want yeah. to challenge you guys to value your relationships because if you're not doing that, you need to revisit the Bible. Oh, or or you could tell us what you think. Um, That's what this is. This is a yeah, discussion definitely. not only between me and Miguel here, but also, you know, just a general discussion. So if you think we have anything wrong or you're like, Oh well, false because something in uh, Ephesians says this or something like that. Please let us know. I, I'm 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 really down for conversation. Yeah, and one thing I remind you guys is, when you pull up other Bible verses, remember the Get Bible the wasn't no. Remember the context is important, but the Bible was never created to contradict itself. Mm. The the Bible in itself is holy and just. Yeah, because it's the Word of God. Yeah. So anything in the Bible you use to try to contradict the Bible. Is not going to work out how you want it to. True. Because the Bible's meant to complement itself. Yeah. It's a guide to life. How can a guide contradict itself? It's impossible. So, so um, just to quickly wrap it up, because we're running a little, little uh, long here, but, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Um, again, you know, we're, this is a new thing for us. So if this is a little bit too long for you guys, uh, this is running on, what, 30 minutes? About um, a little over 30 minutes. So, uh, tell us what you guys think uh, about what we what what we said today. Uh, the if you guys have better uh, passages to to back it up or to back up your claims. Uh, also, uh, feel free to comment on this YouTube channel since we're going to post on YouTube. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter, and also Spotify. Um, so please 
you know, join in on the conversation this coming Saturday. We will have a live event where we'll love to discuss it with you and just sit down and have a nice uh, cup of tea, cup of coffee, and Anybody and just talk to tea? each other. I mean, I, I like tea. I'm a Whatever, tea drinker. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, we, we, we hope you have a blessed week, uh, blessed couple days. Wherever you're at in life, um, we, we will be praying for you. You guys are always in our heads. Um, and we could we could only pray that, you know, this is better. Um, this could, gets better and that we grow um, as And just Christians. help you guys grow too. Exactly. Because this is, we're walking together. Um, anyway, uh, this is Bradford. This is Miguel. And as always, don't forget, Christianity is, a relation, is not a religion. It's a relationship that God has reestablished with his children. Bum. We'll see you next time. <laughs>